Hello and welcome back to the Clear Cruise podcast. This week we're heading back to our 2019 Clear conference as we hear from one of our inspiring speakers, Azamara CEO Larry Pimentel, as he discusses his life, running a business, and of course, looking forward to the next generation. It's a really fantastic speech. Check it out. Today I get the opportunity for the next couple of minutes uh, talking to you about what I'm calling the next generation. And that's not just of travelers, but that's you as sellers. The next generation of individuals who interpret an industry that has an interesting definition. When I think of great ships, certainly clear lines have great ships. But when I think of you, I think of great friendships an industry that embraces you and thanks you for all that you do, an industry that, through friendships, takes the time to educate about small ships, medium-sized ships, and large ships, and I must say, I believe, a great deal of innovation. The thing that's interesting about this industry is the choices are many, and therein lies some of the complexity you as agents need to interpret a wide field of offerings for your clients. That takes training, and that takes another type of ship, and that's self-leadership. You need to take the opportunity to educate yourself about the ships that come out each year, why they're different, why they're distinct, where they're going, what they offer, and to whom. For sure, every ship is not created for every traveler. It takes you as a value interpreter to really interpret the products that we have and that are being brought to you. Billions and billions of dollars of new ship orders that are about as exciting as could possibly be. Having been in the industry for nearly 30 years, I can say with little hesitation that we are in an era of a renaissance. A renaissance of shipping like we had never thought of it before. And by the way, I might add that this renaissance has often been led not only by size, but of uniqueness of offering. And for me, it's what makes the industry so interesting. It's not homogenized. Brands have personalities. Brands have styles. And your objective is to interpret that to the best of your capability. I was reminded when I was thinking of speaking to you this morning about something that my grandmother used to say to me and actually to my aunts and uncles. And I came from a very, very large family in the Hawaiian Islands. They were immigrants to the United States. My mother's mother had 14 children. My father's mother had 16 children. And to say we were impoverished would have been an understatement. But also to say that we had educated ourselves in areas that we loved would also be an understatement. We went to an extreme. My grandmother would say, when we are close to ideas, what we hear is criticism. When we are open to ideas, what we get is advice. And it is my hope today that I can give you a few bits of advice that will help you be everything that you want to be. But keep in mind, this is your choice. This is your step. I'm also reminded when I looked at the children that I have in my life that oftentimes we take missteps. 
I can remember the young Daniel, who's now 30-something years of age, running a beautiful hotel here in London, that when he took those first steps, he fell. And what did his mom, his dad, and his grandparents do? We applauded. You see, as a child steps and as the child falls, and as the parents and caregivers around him or her, we applaud them. What's the point? When you make mistakes, get up. Get on with the program. And yes, believe too that even things like Brexit will get behind us, because it's the truth. So let's go through a few thoughts. The next generation is taking to the water, and that's all sorts of generations and all sorts of age groups. Whether younger, whether older, they are indeed traveling. Clearly, some are traveling in shorter trips and some are traveling in longer trips. Some are spending more, some are spending less. We have a diverse audience and we have a diverse industry going from large ships to small ships, as I've said, and wonderful river ships as well, all of which are offering experiences which by any standard are amazing. Your guests are returning. We need to articulate why a ship is a great way to see a destination. And there are those lines who are concentrating beyond the ship as well, because some lines have also recognized that the reason we cruise is the land. Interesting notion. The reason we cruise is the land. You put a great ship in the wrong destination, it doesn't do as well. So generations of all sorts are traveling, and as our president and CEO of CLIA has already noted, take a look at this growth. Now, if I, I look at this growth coming from 09 to 19, a 10-year period, what do you notice? You notice it keeps on going up. Well, I can tell you that there were economic issues, there were other bits and pieces that happened in that. This is an industry that will continue to grow because it is so small in the context of tourism. And think of the very notion that God gave us an earth that's three-quarters water. There is an awful lot of places to travel. And so this industry will continue to grow, and it continues to grow because it offers good value. Do you know how to sell that? Value is just not the lowest price. Value is what you receive after you've paid for the product. Some prices are lower, some prices are higher, and they deserve to be in their positions. One thing about the industry at every sector is great value exists, and you need to, to know how to sell that all along the way. Now, as I look at international and domestic travel, and I look at the various generations of travelers, whether they're Gen Z, Gen X, millennials, or boomers, and forget about whether it's one year or another off, because you'll get different data points. The fact of the matter is, here in the UK, you are amongst the greatest of international travelers. You go close, you go far afield, and the choices are many. Can you imagine on an average year that CLIA lines go to over 500 ports? Can you imagine it's over 100 countries that the diversity of product is completely stunning? You can't know it all. You need to select products based on the clients you're serving. And that takes some careful thought. Looking forward, yesterday and today's travel has morphed. We've heard the concept again and again about the very notion of experiential travel being where it's at. 
Someone said earlier that, yes, for sure, the boomer is not collecting things but experiences, but I'm here to say to you that Gen X and Gen Y are also collecting experiences. Can you define those experiences? When you, as shoppers, go into a store, a store, if you ladies are putting on a pair of shoes, if the price of the pair of shoes is really high, but you love that pair of shoes, that price seems to evaporate and all of a sudden the shoes become the item you want. So my question to you is, start asking the salespeople to interpret the difference in products. There are many great lines and there are many great leads that the lines have taken. And that will continue to be the case. It's been the case in my 30 plus years in this industry. The fundamentals of being on a ship and the experiential notion are essentially unchanged. They need to be more emphasized. So let me say that that emphasis is as follows. About 80 to 85 percent of your talk track should be on the experience and the remainder should be on price. If you've got it the other way, then I'm going to tell you at the end of this presentation, if you have won the customer on the basis of the lowest price, it is how you will lose them. Exactly the same way. Because the loyalty is to the price. You want the loyalty to be to your expertise, to your knowledge, to what you can share and tell them that makes you a valuable part of the calculus in selection. You may not know this. You are exceedingly important in interpreting our industry, and you are exceedingly important to the customer who will spend with you because you're able to interpret the product. You're afraid of the online services? Gather knowledge, gather expertise, gather a way to articulate, and you will quickly find that the online services will be there, they'll continue to grow, and so can you. We're in an industry, in my view, that does not have too many ships. We're in an industry that needs more awareness of the quality of what we have. And if we go forth favorably and in the right direction and positively, it's an industry of great growth. You know, things have changed a certain way. Research shows us that as a point in time when I was a small kid and I got that one trip about every five years, the folks would jump, jump in the car and we were excited to drive a few miles to do something. And it would say hotel vacancy. There was no internet. We didn't necessarily have a reservation. We just went down the road and my mother would look at my father and say, Lawrence, how does it look? And he would say, Ethel, it looks pretty good. They have a swimming pool. Let's check out the price. You see, that is as it was. Today, it's websites. And one of the things is for sure, Boston Consulting Group has done a lot of studies on this. The average customer booking through a retail travel agent looks at websites 10 to 12 times. A lot of research. Is that a bad thing? Not necessarily. But it does mean you need to be informed too, because if the customer knows more, that's not an, an advantage for you. It's a disadvantage. Also, transfers by taxi versus today Uber almost all over the world, or the fact that my folks, for reasons that I didn't understand at the time, only wanted traveler's checks. Today, we're using mobile pay to pay for one thing or another. And it occurred to me when I was thinking about this, mom used to grab the postcards. She'd send it to her sisters, to my uncles. 
all kinds of postcards. Hell, what postcards? We got social media. It's instantaneous posting. Let us share with you the world that abounds. Do you know on social media, one of the most prolific things in terms of photographs is travel? Without a doubt, it is number one in prolific numbers. People love sharing the world, and they love the fact that you can do it, and when you can do it well, it is amazing. Several things connect all of this. This is done from a Boston Consulting Group research, and I want to share it with you. It's so powerful if I can get you to understand this. The studies show that customers want experiential travel, that's an experience, where there is exclusivity, it is unique to them, and where it is localized. Local is good. So authentic experiential travel surrounded by human connection. When people connect with other people from other places, that's when they're most enchanted. That's when it's fantastic. So can you sell local? Can you sell things that give people the experience? Can you sell things that are exclusive? The more exclusive you sell, the more it pushes up in the price point. The less exclusive, the more it goes down. There's a correlation between the two. Well, tomorrow's travel is today's travel. It's about sights and sounds and places we can go, and boy, are there so many. There is, without a doubt, the relentless pursuit of discovery. If I asked all of you today, do you have a country you want to go to, you would say yes, even if you're a very experienced traveler. You would say yes. You see, it's called a bucket list, and we all have them. Find out from your customers, what is that bucket list of the future? Be the next generation of travel today. Do you know why? Because the best of tomorrow is right now. It's happening today, and we're creating that. You can choose. You can choose to whinge about something, or you can choose to say, you know, that didn't work out too well. Let me get on the right track and do it the best possible way. And when you do that, you discover more fantastic things personally and professionally. Now, I've said earlier, and I'm going to repeat again, you are value interpreters. You interpret value of product, not price. Price is a part of the component. You need to get the salesperson to interpret what a product is so that you can properly articulate it. I have a product that's very unique, and I have a competitive set who are damn good, and they're unique too, perhaps in different ways. Try to extract that. Try to understand that. Who is that line that specialist, or maybe many of them, in the extended family market? How about that line that concentrates on culinary? How about that line that concentrates on more singles? How about that line that concentrates on a destination, or perhaps destination, at the core of it? You see, those things are different from line to line, and they will continue to be, and you need to interpret value. You need to explain it. You need to articulate it. That implies knowledge. Knowledge is your power. And somebody says to me, well, if knowledge is your power, then that's pretty easy. Let me say it's a lot easier. It's not necessarily easier, but there's one thing I've learned. You become really lucky when you have knowledge. Why? Luck is L-U-C-K, laboring under concise knowledge. The more knowledge you have, the luckier you get. You see, it's pre-programmed. You need and I need and the industry needs to think differently. All ships are not created equal. There are differences. And my view on this is we are creating an industry that's not homogenized. Some are creating it by virtue of islands and places they go to. 
Some have things that are on their ships that are unique. Some have places that they're curating differently. Think differently. Do not think of it as homogenized. We can say that a car can go from point A to B, but is a Tesla and a Bentley the same? No. I could name a whole variety of cars, and they have different positions. Do you understand the positions of the lines? Extract it from them. I said earlier, and I will repeat, land is often the reason we cruise. How much do you know about that destination? How much can you articulate? And if we all had been today, and perhaps you were on the beautiful edge and you saw it, seeing it and experiencing the edge by cruising with her, isn't it true that when you do that, your confidence level as a traveler and a seller goes up when you've been on a fam trip? The answer is yes. You have more confidence. You know what the research shows? People want to buy from sellers who are confident. Are you confident about what you're doing? By the way, the research also shows when you don't have knowledge, you start talking price. That's not the best place to be. It's not the starting point. Also, night. Night is often sometimes the best part of day. There are many lines staying longer. There are many lines exploring at different, different times of the day. And my contention is, based on tourism, overpopulation in areas, we are going to come to an industry in years at our head where some lines are visiting in the day and some lines are visiting at night so that we can spread out what's actually occurring in a destination. And both are different. Both are very, very different. I live in South Florida where Royal Caribbean's corporate headquarters are at. If you go to South Beach in the day, I can assure you if you've seen it at 9.30 in the morning, you miss South Beach. How about 1 a.m.? Take the Mediterranean. I could give you a ton of uh, areas. Monte Carlo, Capri, Saint-Tropez. These are night places. So there are different ways of curating destination. All of this leads us to a trend of experiential travel, whether it's now, whether it's later. And the generations are indeed buying in. Multi-generational travel is one of the biggest areas. And I will tell you that families love traveling with each other. I will tell you that grandparents love the joy of watching their grandkids have an amazing experience. Certain lines specialize in that. Who are they? Can you sell them? Personalized arrangements are also becoming a bigger part of what we do. We need to concentrate on more ship and land connections because therein lies an opportunity that's amazing. There is a large research company named Mintel, and this company has researched people who don't want to cruise, trying to find out one thing. If they cruised, what would be the biggest motivation for getting them on a ship? The number one motivation of getting them on a ship is if you take me somewhere where I can do something on the land. Number one motivation was by a huge number. That's personalized. People also want frictionless travel. They don't want complicated travel. They want it to be easy and simple. And to just wrap up on a few things, quality is significant. Quality is a function of value and a function of price. I am not here to tell you, sell a guest on the highest price. I'm here to sell, sell you on the notion and tell you that understand how to sell quality and value, and price becomes an adjunct to it rather than the only topic. When I go for the best restaurant, you go to the finest restaurants in the world, Sometimes the way we sell travel, we'd say, don't need to look at your menu, just give me the lowest cost item on the menu, thank you. That is wrong, folks. People don't do that. They don't want to do that in cruising. You own that. 
So, as I've said earlier, if you win the business on the lowest price, it's also how you will lose them. Finally, to just come around in full circle, what I've found out with the greatest sellers all over the world, people like you, people like me, all over the world, the greatest sellers have the story. They can tell the story about the ship, about the destination, about the experience. When you come off a holiday and your friends say, where did you go? And you tell them about it, you're telling them a story. It's exactly the way we should sell. What are the stories you have to say about the lines that you sell? Try to ingrain them, try to understand them, try to learn them to a greater degree. Ladies and gentlemen, in the end, it's all about you. It's all about your capabilities of saying, how far do you want to go? Do you want to be amongst the best sellers in an industry that has unparalleled quality product? Then you have to make that choice. It's a personal choice. It's a choice that says, I want to be better at my craft. I have good product to sell and connect with those lines. And to go back to my first comment, in my view, the best ships are not those that are magnificent that we have, but they're friendships. And so I want to say on behalf of my team at Azamara Club Cruises, thank you for all that you've done on behalf of our corporation, Royal Caribbean Cruises Limited and the beautiful line Celebrity, uh, Silver Sea, and Royal Caribbean International. Thank you so much for your business. Thank you. that seat. Wow, I always get goosebumps when Larry speaks. A brilliant presentation there. We've got, um, got a bit longer than that. Don't look at that clock. Um, you talked there about the next generation of travel sellers, and I was going to ask you what was the key thing, but actually you said it over and over again. Education and knowledge. What, so, so, you know, why is that so important? And, what, and practically, what have they got to do? Because they can't get on every ship. You said tell the story about every ship and every experience, but not everyone can get on every ship and have those experiences themselves. Clearly, education is at the core of everything I'm referring to. And you're right, you can't get on every ship, nor do you need to get on every ship. But if you sell in a per particular sector, and let's say you happen to be in a community that's high street and it's the, the most upscale of travelers, you ought to understand the luxury product lines. And you ought to try to get some differentiation between the lines. We have great, great quality luxury lines in our industry. I think I have one of them. I will, I'm here to tell you I have five or six competitors that are amazing. I love their products as well. And so the point really is educate yourself based on the client base that you serve. If it's more student-oriented, then you might want to go in that arena. If you happen to be in a market that's more family-oriented, uh, where there are younger parents and younger kids, then think of what lines serve them and then try to educate yourself with the line. The lines themselves often have training programs. Plug into those training programs. CLIA has training programs. Plug into those training programs. And yes, it takes time, but you know what I've also determined? You feel better when you have knowledge. You feel more confident. The guest feels that, but most of all, it changes your own psychology in a really, really positive way. So I do encourage you to educate yourself, and I would say some of the greatest minds in mankind looking at history didn't necessarily go to the finest of universities. They educated themselves along the way. You're responsible for that. No one else is. That's a personal thing.
Okay. And what happens if you want to get into luxury, but you haven't actually identified, or you're currently in tell it doesn't feel like that. So how do you find luxury cruisers if you want to start selling those higher-end products? Well, I think you can find them by looking at all the guidebooks. They'll define which lines sort of fit in that territory. Even CLIA has classifications of lines and areas. Now, I want to share something to you because I want to take this notion of luxury and blow a bit of a myth out. And I'm going to use our sister company because I'm so well aware of it. If you think that a loft on a Royal Caribbean International is mass market, you are missing the boat. That's a luxury product. What's my point? Sometimes ships within ships have areas. When you're paying 25,000 US uh, for a loft, you are not a mass market client. You are selling a luxury client, and there is a grandparent with a parent doing that. Stop homogenizing our ships. It's wrong, it's incorrect. So when you go back and you answer the question that Lucy says with respect to education, I think it's try to find out something about luxury. Do you know how much is online about the luxury clients' demography, their psychographics, how they think? My God, you can educate yourself about that. And then you're going to look at the amenities that the luxury products provide, which are fantastic. They're truly fantastic. Are you able to say this line has this amenity and that amenity? It's included, it's included, it's included. Or do you not know from any of it? Not knowing is the worst position to be in. So again, self-education. If you're luxury, it's a bit like the keyboard, folks. You know eventually when you're keyboarding and you're typing, you eventually know where the A and the S are at. Once you do it again and again, you've self-taught yourself, you understand exactly what to do. It's about qualifying the customer, asking the right questions. For God's sake, it's listening. Grandma used to tell me, honey, God gave you two ears and one mouth, listen more. <laughs> I can tell you that advice still holds, listen more. Okay, now you talked there, Larry, about having a better connection between ship and land and how that can help get the next generation. I know something Azamara's done is you've introduced sort of safaris with cruises and rail journeys with cruises. And I just wonder, has, have you seen that attracting a, a new audience, a new type of customer to your brand? So they're not just committed to the cruise part. So to the, to the vendors, don't listen to this. This is for retailers only. It's exploded our business. <laughs> So when you have a South African voyage, and we've attached to it five days safari with Makata, a really fine outfitter, and you get to leave the ship and go in for five days to see the animals, they are paying more for the five days than the entire cruise. I've got news for you. That's a client coming to the ship that when we're looking at it, we're saying, my God, this is 38 to 42% of guests who've never been on a ship. Ding, 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 bells going off, whistles going off. New opportunity is find the land product, connect the land product, and we are very happy to have companies like Mikado, like Cox and Kings, who is putting together our pre and post programming and curating unique product. But that's what we do. It's about destination. My contention is many, many cruise lines will do this. Why? It makes sense. The ship can become a conveyance to a destination, and land is the real reason. Recent trips we've had into Peru, you know the popularity? Machu Picchu. But they got on a ship. Japan trips. We have a vessel in Japan right now. The trip is circumnavigating Japan. Tokyo, Tokyo, very cool, 14 days. 
Do you know why they're going? The land product. I could go on and on and on. Vendors, please do not listen to that. <laughs> Retailers, that's a play that's really important. One last comment. Sometimes the lines will do it. Many of you retailers have fine suppliers that you can do this to as well. It's not something you need just the line to do. You have choices. You have tour operators, and there's no shortage of tour operators in this country. All right, I just want to take you back a few years when we were on the stage before, and you were concerned at that time about the luxury market because you said it was getting overcrowded. You were worried about there being um, discounting because there was too much capacity. And then you thought, oh, I'll get another ship. <laughs> so you got yourself a new ship, even though you said you wouldn't. And we've recently talked, you know, we've heard you saying you might be looking at a fourth ship. So I don't know whether you can update us on that. Are you, have you uh, got any closer on that, Larry? I love that dress you have on today. <laughs> it's fantastic. She's so articulate. It is amazing. Uh, what I can say is the following. Um, the line's in a growth mode. It does exceptionally well. Uh, exceptionally well. I think as a small line it might be one of the most profitable. But I can also make the comment that in luxury, if too much, too quick, too fast happens, it's not good for the price point. It begins to be crushed a bit. Now you have exogenous things affecting that. Brexit is affecting it. It wasn't as strong here. Nobody should BS anybody about it. But you know what? It's a moment in time. It'll go down. It'll go right back up. You had 2 million-plus travelers. You hit one of the crescendos uh, of the deployment, and it's because there's so much great product. It's all going to come back. But I get concerned when I see so much luxury happening at the same time. There's one sector right now that may have that pain, and that is if I look at the number of ice-class ships being delivered in a short period of time, Math tells me uh, it might be too much, too quick, too fast. The other thing I know is that the industry keeps on going. We saw the charts, and eventually it catches up with each other. But too much generally is a dip, and then it goes right back up. So are you close to adding a fourth ship? <laughs> I like the shoes, too. I think, they're, they, um, I think uh, time will tell, but I wouldn't bet against that. Great. Okay. Well, um, let's go to the app because I know loads of questions came in for you, Larry. Yes, lots of questions for you, Larry. Uh, the main ones seem to be the, your favorite destination and the one you're most proud of that you serve as Azamara. Uh, that's an awesome question and a really difficult question because I just love the world. I love being a world citizen and I've been fortunate. In my life, I've been to 127 countries. It is one heck of a lot of places. Two stand out for me. I must say that once you go to Africa, Africa never leaves you. If you see those animals, you become a conservationist. You love what's there. They're magnificent. They're beautiful. And boy, could I tell you stories about that that would get you to want to go. So I love Africa, and I could pick many places. As a country, I happen to love New Zealand. I think it is an amazing place on Earth. North Island, South Island, not a lot of human beings, great people, very engaging. A lot of human beings meant they didn't ruin it. <laughs> uh, the quality of the food is great, the wines are great, and the natural organic area for me is exceedingly special. Now, I'm doing something, I was asked yesterday, what do you do on, on vacation? This year I'm going to Marlon Brando's Island in Tahiti. It's a private, sustainable island. I am looking forward to that. 
and I'm told that my phone's not going to work too well and the email doesn't work too well, and I am charged up about that, <laughs> you have no idea that for me will be very, very relaxing. So I try different sorts of things all the time. All right, well, unfortunately, this is all we've got time for. But ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for the superstar. Thank you, thank it you. is Larry Pimentel. So that's all from us this week. Don't forget to keep up with all the latest from the cruise industry by following us across social media. Subscribe to get updates on our upcoming podcasts. And of course, let us know what you thought of Larry Pimentel's speech by tweeting us using hashtag ClearPod. That's C-L-I-A-P-O-D. Thanks for listening. My name is Toby Cruz, and I'll see you next week. Happy cruising.